The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 13th chapter. Jesus put another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in the field. While the men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. So when the plants came up and bore again, then the weeds appeared also. And the servants of the master of the house came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have weeds? He said to them, An enemy has done this. So the servants said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he said, No. Lest in gathering the weeds you root up the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest. And at the harvest time, I will tell the reapers, Gather the weeds first, bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. Then he left the crowds and went into the house, and his disciples came to him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, The one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed is the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is close of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so will it be at the close of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all the causes of sin and all lawbreakers, and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears... Let him hear. This is the gospel of the Lord. The final word. I suspect that um, in your families, uh, whether you go on vacation, uh, perhaps even the younger ones who are here want to go outside and play, uh, or maybe the teenagers, uh, whether most of them have cars these days, uh, maybe they want to borrow mom and dad's car for some special occasion, and then they go on a date. Uh, whatever the circumstance might be, I suspect there is someone in your family that has the final say, the final word. And sometimes when the final word comes down, well, sometimes we don't like it. Sometimes it's a bit rough and it gets a bit raw. And I realize this kind of all depends on the context, the situation, and what we're doing. Sometimes, believe it or not, even the animals you have might even have the final word in terms of what's going to happen and how things are going to go. Well, the final word really is important here in the parable of the weeds. Uh, this is kind of very important because it addresses the final word of the reign of heaven. I realize the translation here was, as it says here, the kingdom of heaven. But this is about the reign of heaven. And Jesus is the reign of heaven. And it regards about all those who live in sin, all those who live according to the will and according to the words of Christ. And we all live in this broken world. We know the world is broken. It's been broken ever since Adam and Eve, as I've said before, took that first lunch break and fell into sin. It's always been broken. 
and it remains so. And some of us even like to think it's even worse today than it was thousands of years ago. All you have to do is kind of read the Bible and find out, really, things haven't changed very much. Sin is sin, and grace is grace. But this parable, it really gets to the final word of judgment, and that is really, I think, for a lot of people, causes some heartburn. Where am I in this judgment? Well, you're baptized into the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and heaven is your home. Well, this parable is really split into two audiences. The very first audience, Jesus is speaking to a whole bunch of crowds, and the book of Matthew really is addressed to a Jewish audience. And the crowd is primarily Jewish. The reign of heaven may be compared to a man who goes out and he plants all kinds of good wheat, all kinds of good seed. And then he and his curmudgeons decide kind of to take a nap. Well, who wouldn't after you've planted all of that stuff? And here comes the enemy. He comes along and doop, 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 weeds get planted and they wake up. And the farmhands say to the man who planted the weeds, didn't, I thought you planted good seed here. We got all of these weeds. What should we do? I guess what we should do is go ahead and pull out all the weeds so that the good seed, the wheat, can grow. He said, no, 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 no. Let them grow together because there will come a time when, in fact, we will gather the weeds and we will gather the wheat and we'll gather the weeds and we'll put them in bundles and we'll throw them in a fire and the wheat we will gather and put them in the barn. And the crowds are kind of like, what's, what's going on here? So he even goes on farther and there's two parables in between the, how he explains the parable of the weeds. He talks about the mustard seed and the parable of the leaven. Trying just to explain to them that the reign of the kingdom of God is here. You can't change it. It is what it is. I am the son of God. I came to seek and to save the lost. And it is what it is. You're not going to change it. So leave the weeds and the wheat grow together. Now, if you get a sense of this, this is kind of like the broad spectrum of the church at large, where you have believers and you have unbelievers. And so he goes on and he says, you know, look, so you can't stop, you can't stop this. Stop looking for something that you can't find. It's not there. I am telling you about salvation by grace through faith, and to get this point across, Jesus tells, like I said, two more parables. Well, the crowds, they leave baffled. They, they just don't get these parables. They're kind of like, duh, what's this guy talking about? And Jesus, as you well know, the carpenter, he used a lot of farm language. Pretty easy to get. And those of you who are farmers understand that. And the rest of these, this Jewish audience are kind of like, we just don't get it. And even the disciples themselves are having struggles over their faith. Would that they would have faith like the size of a grain of a mustard seed, which grows into a huge, huge bush. And so the crowds leave. Jesus enters the house with the disciples, and they say, explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. Okay, this is not complicated, he says. 
This is the Kodak moment you've missed. The Son of Man, that's me. I'm the one that sowed the good, I call it the gospel seed, the wheat. And the field that was all laid in, that's that broken field. It's there. We live in this topsy-turvy world, gang. And the good seed, well, those are the sons of the rain, the rain of heaven. That's you. That's me. We're out there. Well, here comes the weeds. Well, I hate to say it, but the weeds are kind of like the unbelievers, you know? They don't trust God. They want to find their own dog and pony show. Self is God. And so, well, those are the sons of the evil one. It's the same Greek word used at the end of the Lord's Prayer. The evil one. And the evil one is the devil. And they, he comes along and he plants these weeds, these temptations to drive us away from worshiping God in spirit and in truth. The harvesters, they will collect the good seed and the evil weeds. But the harvesters are the Lord's angels, his messengers, and they will come. And the weeds will be collected, wrapped up, burned with fire at the end of the age, and hell, prison, will be their home. You and I, believers in Christ, the righteous ones will shine forth like the sun shines forth, living for an eternity with our Lord in heaven. That's a wow moment, isn't it? That's a wow moment. And so the disciples, though, they're still kind of, hmm, I think we're getting this, but we're not quite there. They're still struggling in understanding Jesus' ministry of salvation. And there's all kinds of stories about that. We know, of course, when Jesus talks about, on three occasions, his suffering, his death, and uh, his resurrection, and Peter's, ah, Peter said, ah, it's not going to happen. No, no, no. They just aren't quite getting it. Like a lot of people today in the world, a lot of people today, they just don't quite get it. They just don't get it at all. Because they don't care. And so the disciples are with Jesus, but it's getting harder and harder for them to kind of wrap around what's going on in this broken world of autocratic self is God. But two points have to really be made here. When you take a look at this parable, this analogy, and that's what parables are, that Jesus is, talks about relating his reign and the end times, especially the landowner, Jesus, where he says, don't try and separate the unbelievers for the believers. For across the horizon, the landscape, there are believers, unbelievers, and we're all mixed together in a community, aren't we? We're all there. And you probably, like I, know people in maybe your subdivisions or wherever you might live, maybe downtown, and you see people and you kind of wonder, I wonder if they went to church. I wonder if they believe in Jesus. And maybe we just walk by and say nothing because we are in this mixture and Jesus says don't do anything it is what it is my reign is what it is leave the situation alone until harvest until harvest and then some else someone else will take care of it let's face it 
maybe some of those weeds, maybe some of those weeds might be just converted by the power of the gospel. And you know people who did not believe that are living amongst all of us too that now believe that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Secondly, this field, it is the broken world that we live in. And I'm not sure, I don't know, maybe I'm grinding my axe, and I've been told when I was at the seminary years ago, and teaching there, you know, never grind your axe in the pulpit. Well, I left it at home. But we do live in a broken world of sin, death, and the power of the devil. He's roaming about seeking whom he may devour. You've heard that before, I'm sure, from Pastor Miller. For this is a common community that we live in. Look around you. Weeds are everywhere. Now, does that mean that we're trying to elevate ourselves as better? No, we're trying to find out who are these weeds. Maybe we can share the word of God with them. Maybe the Spirit of the Lord is going to turn their heart from mush into the solid gospel of Christ. Because that's the power of the gospel. It is the power of God unto salvation for all who believe. But Satan and his demons, they're sinister. They put all these potholes in front of us. We walk by faith, and he says, nah, God didn't really tell you all. You know, you can just kind of take it easy. You can tolerate all of the stuff that goes on regarding human sexuality where male and female don't mean anything anymore. You don't have to worry about that. That's kind of the way the culture is today. You got to get with the culture. I mean, let's face it. What does it mean to be a human in Christ? Right now to the world, it means nothing. It means nothing. Because it's okay when a man, man marries together, a woman, woman marries together, trans women participate in sports, trans men and people say, hey, come on, Bob. And I've heard this. This is kind of the way it is. You read about it. What can you say? Times are changing. The Bible is old. So are you. <laughs> well, I know that. But God says, no. I am still here. This is my reign. Because even though you say, well, the government is allowing all of these things to occur by some people's way, God is still God. Even though Satan says, yeah, I know a lot of your gadgets become your gods, but that's okay. You can sit around all day in social media, your iPhones, your earphones, your nose phones, whatever kind of phone you got. Maybe it's a tablet. Maybe it's a Chromebook. And spend hours on that and never, never think about God in Christ Jesus who brought you from death to life. Living amongst the weeds in this world community, it does offer us an opportunity an opportunity, the same opportunity he was telling his disciples to listen, to learn, to speak. That Jesus that you know, the Jesus that you love, the Jesus that takes away your sins, 
and took on God's wrath at the cross so that we are enabled to speak his truth with kindness, resolve, and forbearance with those whom we don't really agree with in terms of what God in Christ has to say for us. But Satan is always tempting us to stumble and to fall, yet we, we in Christ, are more than conquerors. Indeed, all families have one or maybe more or two or three people that can say they want to have the final word. You know, sometimes this has always been one of my maladies. When you teach for a long time like I did and you're a pastor and whatever, a Christian, you want to have the final word. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to teach these people, you know, that, that think it's okay. The dress is a man or a woman. Of course, Deuteronomy 22.5 says that's an abomination. That a man should not put on women's clothes and a woman should not put on men's clothes. It's an abomination. Abominous, straighten them out. And God comes along and says, hey, listen. You know what? A person who listens is always a good teacher. So in this parable of the weeds, we learn that there is nothing we can do to change the direction of the reign of heaven in Jesus Christ, the kingdom of heaven, it is here now. And so we live in a community of believers and unbelievers, sometimes not knowing who a believer is and sometimes not knowing who an unbeliever is. Yet we live according to his word. We witness according to his word. And we lead other people to his word by the power of his spirit. Jesus will make all things right for those who haven't hid the gospel under a bushel basket. The unrighteous will be gathered and cast into everlasting darkness. The righteous, you and I and all these little ones here in Christ, well, will shine like the sun shines in the kingdom of our Father. He who has ears, let him hear. Amen. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.